Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD2. Tom has spent the last five minutes crying about gut. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. And all we do here is we talk about food, we talk about restaurants, we talk about cooking and cooking in, cooking out, and uh, anything that uh, touches on that subject. And we uh, have been doing it for a long time, so we uh, are very happy to invite you to join us for uh, another stay some time with us and, uh, and share with what you have thought has been uh, or have been the things that have made your eating and uh, cooking agenda worked out well for you. So we just finished an hour talking mainly about the chef side and the scientific side of all of that. But we all have to uh, address all of that at one time or another. This is uh, important to you. Uh, I don't come in here exp- explaining or trying to claim that I'm a, an expert, but we, uh, we do get some other people like we just did in the last hour. And so uh, every now and then, this is not a, a big, big thing for our program, but we do take it as seriously as we can until we start laughing too much, in which case we have to start uh, thinking about how wonderful it is that we have we have these uh, benefits, at, and at the same time, it hardly costs you anything. Can I, can I, uh, can I pitch the book one more That's time? Your, it was it your is, turn. Go I'm right ahead. To, I'm going to mention this a few times because this is a beautiful, beautiful book. It's extremely well done. It is really easy to follow, and I think a lot of people would be interested in it. It's called Meals That Heal, and it's by Carolyn Williams, Ph.D., who we just had on, a fellow Southerner from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, cute as can be. Anyway, we, uh, we barely touched on this subject, but I highly recommend this book. If anyone is not feeling like they should be and you know that there's something that's wrong but maybe not really, really wrong, it might be that you just need to do some work on your diet, and this is a really, really great book for starters. We have two callers. Let's go to the calls. Who's Mark uh, first? Mark, Mark, welcome to the food show. Hi, Mark. Hey. Good afternoon. Hey. Hi there. Come on in. I've been listening to most of the the uh, discussion over the past hour while driving, and uh, I'm kind of surprised you didn't ask Carolyn about Tabasco or other spicy foods, how they fit into her uh, inflammation Good question. <laughs> story. I, it seems to me to be pretty darn good, but that's just me, and I don't have any expertise in this at all. So let's see if we can dig that up from people we're who gonna, know. We're going to talk to her again. You will hear her on this show again. It's a really, it's a really important topic, and it's a massive topic. So uh, we didn't we didn't get to that one. But um, generally speaking, based on the research I've done, the spices are good for you. But uh, this is the this was primarily the things that you should be cutting out or reducing. So um, you will hear her again, though, for sure. But I'm glad well, you were interested in the subject. What? 
I was listening, and as far as I'm concerned, she's the one of the least scientific food scientists I've ever listened to. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she she definitely is. And I actually, based on what I've read, I actually would be much more strident than she is. So, um, I mean, I think this is far more serious than just cutting down. This is something that we have some major problems in this country that we need to address. And it's all, it's it's dietary. Anyway, well, that's one of my soapboxes. What's this? What's this? Uh, Omega six, omega three ratio. Why, why is omega six so bad when they told us before it was good for it? You know what? I depending on the like, she's really nice about all of this. But there are people that you can talk to who will mince no words about certain associations and what they've been touting. I don't want to get into trouble but i'm furious at some very big uh big associations and what they've said for so many years knowing darn well it's crap interesting yes one of them i used to work for and i absolutely refuse to do any more work for them anyway go ahead what no, when you get her back on, I'd like to hear some more science, and not quite so much, um, you know, because I don't know. That's what I'd like to find out about. <laughs> That's a problem we all you seem to what? suffer from. It is so out there. It is so out there. If this is a concern of yours, you really should look it up. It's really, really readily available. I got interested in it years ago when I first heard about it on the radio there was a doctor that had written he was a heart surgeon and he said i've done thousands of uh heart surgeries and they are on people of all different walks of life of all different genetic codes and all of these things are completely different except in one way we always turn up the same thing and oh, it's that? In well, inflammation, be... inflammation uh-huh. in the arteries, and that was that was like ten years ago. So this well, stuff I'll be is out there. To listen to her next time she's on because I didn't get as much as I wanted to out of the discussion. Okay, well, her book I highly recommend. I, it's real easy to follow. It's called Meals That Heal, but there are so many different sources for this stuff out there. Look up omega-6, omega-3, you'll find out about it, or anti-inflammatory, or things that cause inflammation, or, you know, the roles of minerals in your diet. Tom is going to start crying in a few minutes. I am. Tom doesn't want to talk about all this stuff. (laughs) Thanks. All right, right, Dan. Catch you. Bye. Let's go to Steve. Oh, David, I'm sorry. Oh, hi, David. Hello? Hello there. Come on in. Hi. Hi. All right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get us off the bummer train for a second. Yeah, and then get us off the bummer. Please. <laughs> uh, Tom, my aunt and uncle are visiting tomorrow, uh, and they haven't been back in a while. They're quite elderly, and my aunt is really hankering for some fresh oysters on the half shell. I know mm. we're out the season, 
But oh, is, no, you're is not. That just a, is that just a not a good idea? Or if so, can you recommend someplace sort of casual? Because they are, like I said, they're elderly and yeah. they, they want something kind of casual where they can sit down and we can do a couple dozen. Yeah. Uh, and there's no question about first of all that you don't have to worry about the uh, oyster season it, that was just something that was made up by the probably uh, some association it was an association <laughs> of uh, actually it was the the people who uh, ran behind them oysters in New York state and city years ago that's where uh, that thing about uh, uh, you the want ours and oysters yeah the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, o- o- mm-hmm. Oysters. Yes. Uh, and Doug was saying refrigeration, of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, right. but, but uh, once I, I know you, you, you don't need to wait until May, June, you know, uh, to be able to do this on your own. And just go ahead and do it. You know where I'd go uh, if you're uh, – are you going to be in Metairie or where are you going to be? While we you, can be really anywhere. I'm, down, I'm downtown and I'm close to the quarter. I'm in the ninth ward, but that's close to the quarter. Okay. We can go to Metairie if need be, but – We'll have a car. So, yeah, uh, I would. Manali. I would go to. That's the first thing I was thinking. Oh, well, that was one of them, Pascal's Manali. But the first one that came to my mind was Drago's. Drago's, which not only has great oysters on the half shell, they also have uh, those grilled oysters that everybody just goes nuts over, and with good yeah, reason. They that's are a really good. Idea. good. And, and and they get the it is of the casual. For the first big ones, huh? Oh, you don't need to worry about that. It is this right. uh, the, the calling one a season and one not a season. It really doesn't. Uh, don't, you, not other than the natural, uh, not rules exactly, but uh, what the people in the medical business say. Hey, you might want to back off a little on that. Well, it's doubtful that I was more concerned with, with size, uh, size and flavor, not so much the health thing, because I know that's not. Yeah, I well, that's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're looking for raw but, primarily, right? Uh, raw, yeah, yeah, raw. And, but you know, good, good. If who's running them good and big, and that's still, still tastes They're nice. good at this time. We've, of this we've summer, had a continuing. Tragos, it's a good idea. Yeah, a continuing uh, line of really great oysters this year. They are, I'll warn you this, a little more expensive than usual. But it's not going to uh, make you go crazy. Okay, the reason I suggested Pascal's Manali, I love Drago's and the char-grilled oysters, but Thomas, Thomas, yeah, yeah, Thomas at Pascal's Manali, if you're into the raw oysters, that's kind of a, you know, that's kind of a thing. Oh, he's a genius, yeah. He really yeah. is. He's a yeah. he's a spectacle. Yeah, that, that's yes. a good that's a good guy. He wears yeah. spectacles too. Uh-huh. He does. <laughs> All right, now just a little bit back onto the bummer train, but uh, not not too much. <laughs> Hanging um, off the bummer uh, train, you're just holding on, and you're just you know you're you're one of those people who are hanging on the side. Okay. I've go. got my head out the window and I'm there enjoying the breeze of the bummer okay. train, and uh, okay. you know, so it's not that bad. <laughs> Okay. Uh, about seven years ago, I was diagnosed with stage four lymphoma, like a very serious Ooh. cancer, which actually is an inflammation. Mm-hmm. This has a happy ending. I'm still here. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, one of the things that I did was consult a nutritionist, and the inflammation thing is is very very real, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of at the root of all problems and disease yeah. and stuff like that. But another thing that she told me. And that you have said, and that Tom has touted over the years, is that it really is about moderation. Um, yeah. 
and and you can eat a, a you know luxurious foods and uh, the one thing that I really did cut out or tried to was sugar and alcohol and those are the biggest culprits and I'm surprised your guest didn't oh talk yeah about that but those big those two. are the biggest culprits and you can just chop those right out but otherwise to, yeah. I had yeah. wine with dinner and I had cream sauces and I you know I paid a little bit of attention but. Mm-hmm. But like you said about macaroni being macaroni and cheese being food for the soul, there, there's something to be said for uh, living a good life and yes, all of that true. as well. So that's true. But you're right. No She's doctor, not nearly Brunhilde enough. This is a real health issue, and and there's a lot more to it, like you said. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna go back yeah. to it, but we we gotta we gotta do it with Tom in small doses. He can only take small doses. Back, oh, let's get back on the fun train. I'm Excuse off. Okay, the back on the fun back train. I don't really yeah. exist. Jump in- <laughs> jump over onto the fun train. Go ahead. Yes, you do, Tom. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, loving the show. Oh, thanks. Bye. Thank you. It's All the right. food show. And we'd love to hear from you, by the way, if you want to talk about uh, your diets or problems you've had with uh, with having problems. Of, well, we don't uh, talk. We, I think, we, I think we should leave the bummer train in the distance now. Let's go back to our fun mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Our, oh, yeah, that's right. Ding, train. Ding, ding, that's right. Ding, now Tom's going to get over on train. You know what? Today is National Mustard Day. Ooh, one of my favorite we days. We had a most unbelievable dinner. Yellow or brown? The, the No, the actual seeds. Oysters. I mean, uh, I'm about to talk about the actual seeds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're talking about uh, mustard. Yes. Yeah. Um, which we saw sprinkled on a, a, a platter of pickled vegetables, kind of like a caviar, over mm-hmm. the weekend. Yeah, those were good. At that exquisite dinner that we had. The the cute little one that you wondered, oh, how did these guys get here? <laughs> That one. That's yeah, right. That it, one. It, was, it was more or less uh, right off the causeway. Gobsmacked. We were gobsmacked by this dinner. This wonderful little dinner doing very ambitious uh, eats in uh, you know, very affordable prices. And it looked like a little neighborhood joint, really. But the food was wonderful. Love Can't that. wait to go back. Can't yeah. wait to go back. It's to called, uh, the name is kind of funny. It's. Hack, wait, what is ham it? Bone. Ham bone. The ham bone. No, just ham bone. Just ham bone. That's Single it. Single word, ham bone. Well, Lord knows we got plenty of that around here. <laughs> yes. Anyway, Tom ordered a pickled plate. They're big into pickling. And, uh, and I am just blown away by what a pickled okra can do now. And, well, give, uh, I mean, I loved o- okra to begin with, but wow. Give Oprah a call and she'll tell you. Yeah. Oh, okra. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, anyway. That's a uh, stupid old joke. Yeah. The uh, the pickled plate that Tom had had deviled eggs on it and other pickled things, but little mustard seeds were sprinkled about, and it was um, it was divine. That is the word for that dinner, divine. It was quite something. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. If you would like to chat with us, we will talk first about New Orleans hamburger and seafood, which has ten locations around town, and uh, they have char not char they have char grilled oysters. Yes, but they have crusty. That's something new. Yes, it's new. They have 
crusty hamburgers. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, it's a place where all the things that you think you've known all your life that get to an oyster or some fried catfish or anything along those lines that you've ever thought, gee, this is as good as it gets. Well, it ain't as good as it gets because you can go to New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company and find that they indeed can excel and put this on the table in front of you, it having just been made specifically for you. I mean, uh, I'm serious here. This is all your deal done for you. And it's there every day. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, 10 of them around town for you to take advantage of. Oh, crusty on the outside and uh, on the inside. Do you see on the, on the inside, inside burgers? They have a good in- menu for burgers. Burgers and the entire Great range of that. Seafood. Golden brown, no uh, excess of anything, and it's light and good. And you'll see everybody in the entire world hanging around there. It's everybody is going there now that the new location has opened up in Slidell. I don't know if you might not have known that. But there they are. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood, 10 locations around town. Two, You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. It's the food show on 105.3 H2. FM HD2, yes. We were talking about mustard before, and I was looking at your gourmet almanac. And it says that mustard seeds come in many colors, but yellow is not one of them. I didn't know no, that. No, it's completely artificial. Yeah. No, you know, you know, actually where it comes from is, uh, oh, gosh. Turmeric. Turmeric, yeah. yeah. That's, that's really the main. So it's good to know that in Coleman's dried mustard powder, there's turmeric, which is super good for you. I passed through Springfield, Missouri uh, on my first uh, vacation trip all into uh, into nowhere which mm-hmm. is where right basic. which is where you used to always and go, uh, yeah. that's where i was and if you just pick up a map it's on the uh yeah so uh south um does that have some connection to west. mustard yeah because they had a major uh mustard making facility there and all they did was the yellow stuff huh. I, it was for fields is that the name of it coleman's mustard coleman's Coleman's mustard? I can't remember. It's, yeah. the, it's the one that's the most common. I was going to do a turmeric kick for a while. Turmeric. It goes back to the, the whole good. diet. Turmeric Good for you ginger. no matter what you yeah. do with it. You know it. what? I, I was into a turmeric and ginger tea that I was making myself, like turmeric, ginger, and um, and lemon. That was a rock group. Yeah. Tournament, Bundabong, yeah. and, Sing and it. Mabop. Yeah. That's it. That's all I oh, remember. Okay. Anyway, um... But after a while, I find that my stomach gets upset if I do excessive amounts of yeah. of turmeric, which would be a daily thing hmm. of turmeric, I think. Anyway, yeah. 2606368 is the number. We did a lot of eating over the weekend. We went to Hambone, which was divine. That's the word for it. It looked like just a little neighborhood joint. Uh, you would go in and get some well, coffee. A, and uh, Yeah, it's a weird little and, house. And you sit down and you start going through the meal and I get to something that is one of my favorite things to eat and that is variations on oysters bienville. These were pretty much oysters bienville in a bigger kind of uh, pocket there on top of the utensil that they cook it in and then they'd put it in the oven and it roasts in the oven and there's a little bit of mushroom i think there was a touch of mustard to speaking of that and let's bacon, see bacon mushroom bacon there's a little bacon in it that's right 
anyway. Anyway, uh, we they put this all together, and I'm thinking, well, when is this going to stop? But they really knocked that out. It was terrific. I can't wait to go there again. It was only yeah, I can't wait to go there Twelve either. bucks for the whole uh, I can't wait starter. to go there. Either. The, the, I have to say those size. didn't look that good because they were a little dark mm, to my, yeah. you know, it's like they, they were so, you know what they look like? They look like stuffed crabs. Yeah, you, know, you could, they, they could look, pass for that. They look yeah. like uh-huh. an unnatural stuffed crab. Like an when unnatural you see, stuffed yeah, crab. Yeah, I remember, I remember the Think old days. Think of the possibilities. I remember when stuffed crabs were in the little silver fake crab shell. And yeah. And they would be just maybe a little bit higher than the silver crab shell. But if you go to someplace like Deanie's, you will see what really kind of looks like half of a baseball. And it's that round and it's that it's that handled. And I, I don't like the look of that. And these were kind of domish like that. And I, I didn't, I didn't like the look of them. I didn't have any. I had a bite of it. But I would have eaten them all if they had been pro, uh, proffered toward me. Well, you did eat them all, but I. Oh, that's I did, right. I, I had just a bite of them, but I was busy with my own yeah. stuff, which was absolutely mind blowing, mind blowing dinner the other night at Hambone. Unfortunately, if you live on the South Shore, you would have to drive to the North Shore, but it mm. is. Let me say it again. Mind-blowing food. Yep. It was that good. And and we eat out a lot. It's very rare to be smacked like that. Uh, I think the last time I found food that exciting uh, was at Zazu. And i got to say, mm. I think this was better. Oh, come on. That's, well, I do. Yeah, uh, well, I, I don't think that's a crazy thing to say, it but that's, was, uh, that's making quite a statement. It was really that good. I was... Wow, that's the word, gobsmacked. Anyway, 260 is the number. We also went to Fausto's on Friday night. Fausto's was, I, I've always liked that place. I do I too. Had it's a cute place. a wonderful, I mean, I, I haven't had a dinner that good there in a long time, and if I pushed it a little bit more, I still would have thought that it's it got across the across the door anyway. He's it a was super terrific. interesting guy. We're Very gonna have him on the show. Let's do. Because I would love, to, and I also want to do something in NoMenu.com about that family, because they're from Sicily and they've been in restaurants all around town for 40 years and had quite a few and, restaurants uh, yeah and and his sister is Irene Di Pietro Irene Pietro yeah. family and uh, Irene's is that's his sister and these are the two brothers and Renata uh, who no longer lives here she's in Ohio now she had Renata's if you remember that back in the day but he is fascinating to talk to his wife is from Romania and he was talking about his last trip to Transylvania and it was just really fun to, for him to come sit at, the table, <laughs> sit at the table and talk to us he was talking about his wife's homemade um, limoncello which to me is paint thinner I'm sorry ta- lemon flavored paint thinner. A, um, what do you call those little things that you put around your finger if you're sewing a thimble. Thimble. Yeah. It, it, they they literally served a thimble of no, their. No, it was the 
tiny well, little uh, adorable uh, glass that was like a little goblet. A, a thimble was plenty enough, believe me, yeah, because it, more, it, it, it was, had a punch in the mouth in me, terms yeah. of yeah. Uh, alcohol. Yeah, everybody was in right Italy is proud to say that they make their own limoncello. They Andrea sure makes are. his. Yep. And everybody makes their own limoncello, and they and they're very generous, and they want to give it to you. And I always go, oh, you know, I, I, no, you know, I mean, I, I take it, but then I don't know what to do with it. Or if they offer me a glass, well, don't go, drive while you're doing it. Just remember that. A little bit of it. But um, then he started talking about the limoncello that he brings to Angelo Bracado, who then makes a gelato out of it and we tried some of that and that was really great yeah i think the cream in it cut down on the paint thinner aspect of it and it was uh it was quite good i thought actually but uh, before that we had things off the menu which were the arancini which is delicious enormous it's supposed to look like an orange it's enormous. and from a distance you can see that uh but it's it's basically some red sauce. There's some uh, some rice and some cheese. In he there. has peas in his. And it's uh, it's uh, something that looks like what is it's this going to be? But it winds up being very very delicious and cheap as can be. Well, arancini <coughs> is made from is it arborio rice? Yeah. And it's very yeah, starchy, arborio. and then it becomes. It's stuck together, and usually there's something in the middle, like in this case it was ground meat. Middle thing. That's what they call it in Italian. It, is that right? Medagliatino. No, I didn't know if, there, if that had something to do with the name. But uh, I think the best arancini I've ever had uh-huh. is actually at Lola also on the North Shore. Could be. And they have a crab meat arancini, which is, oh, my goodness, good that's idea. so good. Anyway, but this was your basic arancini with cheese and meat on the inside of this, of the dome of starchy, stuck-together arborio rice. And then it's deep-fried. I think Fausto has the most beautiful red sauce mm. I've ever seen. Mm, the mm, color mm. of it. It is. It is delicious. But the color of it is really stunning. something. It's extraordinarily pretty. The Those color. of you who are listening to us now and would ever be, be anywhere near um, uh, the restaurant we're talking about, Fausto's. which is Fausto's in Metairie. Uh, Metairie pretty close in once you're into or uh, Metairie. After having crossed over from Seventeenth uh, Street Canal, it's yeah. not far from Seventeenth Street Canal. Not at all, but right uh, next to Dorignac's, actually. It's yeah, it's across the street from yeah. Dorignac's, easy enough. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they uh, they are so polished in their food there, and nothing's really years. They've been nothing's there 30 years. very expensive. Nothing is on you know heavy duty. Uh, pl- uh, plates and and all of that. It, it it just comes out and it is really terrific. I I could eat that till the cows come home. Well, we had we had the arancini, and then I ordered the Sicilian salad that was split in two. This is a beautiful salad. It was beautiful. It was um how they I don't know if this is a Sicilian thing. But they roll the salami and cheese together and then slice it into pinwheels. And I've seen this at Bosco's. Um, I'm not sure Vincent's. I don't think Vincent's does it that way. But in an Italian salad, sometimes 
you will see these discs of uh, meats, you know, jelly meats or I guess mm-hmm. it's not charcuterie there. But anyway, yeah. uh, salami and cheese rolled together and then sliced as a pinwheel. They made rosette buds out of these. It was just a beautiful salad. Terrific. It was really good. Can't beat it. I, yeah. I, I don't know anybody who can touch it. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you had the fish special with crab meat on top, and that was on top of spinach. And I had a little pasta alio olio. I had that myself, yeah. Yes. Yum, yum. Yeah, Fausto's. Uh, we have a Friday little, uh, we, went to we have some music uh, coming at us. That means that it's time for a break, 2606368. And you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM. FM HD 2. Hello, welcome back. This is the food show. We've had an all in, in, uh, in what's the word I'm looking for? Encompassing. All, all encompassing. That is exactly the word I was hoping for. I am for. your brain. I Thank you very much. I need I a brain. feel it. I anyway, it's great to be here with you talking about food, restaurants, and stuff. We have been covered the. Uh, we have been uh, covering uh, eating, eating in a in a healthy kind of way. Uh, let's see. You can get uh, three and six. What's what are those? Um, what. That's uh, something that the... Oh, the omegas? The omegas, yeah. yeah. The three, omegas. Three and six, depending on how much I'm you I'm obsessed need. with omegas. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got it together. Obsessed with omegas. Anyway, you have a lot in your uh, in your almanac about mustard. Anybody want to talk to us? 260-6368. I know that we, whenever we have a guest on, people get discouraged from calling. But we're here. It's just us now. So give us a call. 260-6368. Uh, we will also have a guest tomorrow. Tomorrow we're oh, going to yeah. have Pete Kusiv on. Uh, oh, oh, from the North Shore. Most fascinating gentleman, his own self. Pete, C. He is uh, the chef at yeah. the moment of uh, the Lake House, Lake House, which right. is a wonderful place. Sure is. And, um, I mean, we do a lot of North Shore stuff because, well, we live on the yeah, North Shore. But we also happen to have a really great dining scene over here. We ain't no slouch. Oh, never. That's what I got to say about North Shore dining. Ain't no slouch. No. Anyway, um, let's see. We were talking about Fausto's. Back to my dinner at Hambone. So you were talking about the oysters that you got, and I got a gumbo yeah, that looked good. It was very dark. It had some chunks of uh, I don't know what all, but it, it was had, good. It had ham hock in it. It had collards in it, mm-hmm. okra, yeah. and shrimp. And there it was. And it might be the best gumbo I've ever had. It was very good. There were, I think... Everything at that table was the best version of whatever it was that I've ever had. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's uh, very lucky, uh, but also very good. So I just can't wait to go back to see if mm-hmm. absolutely everything that I have there would fall into that category as the best of what I've ever had. I also had a good gumbo today at Porter and Luke. They had a seafood gumbo. We oh, were yeah? talking about finding a seafood, finding a seafood gumbo, they, and how busy? hard it is. They've been every time I go, they've been real busy. 
both both uh, private rooms were full, and uh -huh. the restaurant there wasn't a table to be found. Not a surprise. Those guys do a great job. They do do a great job, and uh, it was uh, it was good. Anyway, because we're at the house today, and uh, the house. Yeah, the the house. Yeah. Oh, that house. The house. Yes. Yes. Um, we got to take a break from the house. We do? Yeah, for <laughs> mental health. Mental uh, health, it is required to take a break oh, from the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, let's see. We were talking about, uh, about uh, not what we were talking about, but on your almanac is uh, something about uh, boiled beef brisket. Oh, I love brisket. But it's, it's a two-way plug because uh, in the summertime, uh, I want barbecue brisket. The two things go together very well to me. In the uh, in the warmer days, well, wait a minute. Am I confusing this? Over? No, it's funny. Uh, what? I was told by people who have barbecue restaurants that yeah. the summer is some of their best time for barbecue. Oh, I believe that. And I was told by uh, Fred over at Big Green Egg uh -huh. World that barbecue... Uh, that this is his slow time of year because people don't want to think about barbecuing at home themselves. That's right. Yeah, and it's they get ready. Hot. They get ready for Christmas for their their guys and their girls that like barbecue. But the 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 other way of doing it is to do it during the colder months when you're living in in New England or a place like that, and you're you're cooking the the brisket very slowly in a lot of water and then lots of vegetables. New England uh, boiled beef dinner. Boiled beef dinner, yeah. Which then you used to always do a New England boiled beef dinner, and then you would make a vegetable beef soup out ooh, of it. Ooh, 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 very good. Which was a great, wonderful, great soup. I don't want to talk about soup. All right, uh, let's today not talk about soup any more anymore. Than I wanted to talk about guts before. Guts. So, no, I don't want to talk about either one of those All things. Right. Definitely do not want to talk about that. But I will talk about something that I had for breakfast today. You oh, know, I didn't have <laughs> breakfast today. In so. order to keep the website going and uh -huh. the show going, uh, there is a lot of eating required. So uh, I went over to the Ruby Slipper this morning for breakfast because I had to meet a guy at the house. This is the one in Mid-City? No. No? Oh, Actually... The, the, the question would be, is this the one fill-in-the-blank because the ruby slipper is taking over New Orleans. There's one hmm. everywhere. There does seem to be yeah, one. Yeah, so when when Cafe B closed, and it that was a heartbreaker for the old Metairie community, mm -hmm. um, ruby slipper took over in its place, and it is such a completely different vibe from Cafe B. Mm-hmm. But... I finally broke down and went over there today, mainly because I was close to the house and I had just a little bit of time between meeting this one and that one. And so I ran over and had breakfast at the Ruby Slipper for the Eat Your Breakfast series that I'm doing on NoMenu.com. Mm. NoMenu.com, folks, if you haven't seen it lately, we've made some changes to it. Uh, go give it a, a just go give it a look. Um, anyway. The Ruby Slipper has just about every New Orleans cliche. Oh, tell me some. I love those. There is out there. And I, I, I realized why it's called the Ruby Slipper today. I didn't know this. 
but these are people much after your own heart, Tom. Who, what do you mean? When they were displaced by Katrina, could not wait to get back to New Orleans. Oh. And just like Dorothy clicked her ruby slippers to come back, that's why it's called the ruby slipper. Well, who wouldn't want to come back to New Orleans? Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, it's called the ruby slipper, and I didn't realize that that's why mm -hmm. until today. But mm -hmm. they have an extensive menu of, as I said, a lot of cliche New Orleans dishes. But one of the things that they had, they have a really, really long uh, list of side dishes. Mm-hmm. And a really interesting list of side dishes. I was talking to Liz on Friday when I dropped in, and um, we were talking about breakfast because she asked about breakfast places. And in doing this series called Eat Your Breakfast on NoMenu.com, <laughs> in doing this series, I have learned a lot about breakfast and places that are out there. And they run into a couple of categories. One, first of all, Everybody's eating breakfast now, or I should say everybody seems to be doing breakfast because more people are interested in eating breakfast. So um, it, it, breakfast has become like a huge meal now. I'd do it every day if I could. Yeah, you do. But but um, the I, I've never been a breakfast person, but I am doing this research because everybody else seems to be a breakfast person. So I've noticed that there are a couple of a couple of old standards like peppermill for example which is pretty much what it was many many years ago and then i went about a week ago to russell's marina grill and i had never been there before and i thought that that was really good and really like you can be you can be an older place and not change anything or you can be an older place and embrace all of the hip things that are going on and i feel like like you know peppermill does that to a tiny degree middendorf's does that to not middendorf's um russell's marina girl does that to a much greater degree and this ruby slipper place today had a lot of kind of cool dishes on the menu I get a corned beef hash everywhere I go if it's on do the you? menu. I do. I love corned beef. Really? Hash. I do. I yeah, love. That's corned beef a rarity. Hash. That's uh, that's not something we see Actually, around I'm here. Actually, I'm seeing corned beef hash everywhere now. Really? Yeah. Where? Um, I'm the not. Blue, I'm the not blue line has corned beef hash with uh -huh. a hatch chili in it. Yeah. Um, there's corned beef hash at the Red Dog Diner. Not crazy about that one. I found their corned beef kind of chewy. Hmm. Um, it shouldn't be that. No. And, and they didn't do it in a chopped way. They did it sliced. And, and it was sliced in a way that made it chewy. Across, and I, I, didn't, I didn't care for it. Across um, the... I got really into the corned beef hash thing with... Um, I, you know who I think turned me on to corned beef hash? I think the guy who's coming on the show tomorrow, Pete Kusiv. I think turned me on to corned beef hash. I think he had it for brunch somewhere, and I went, oh, my God, this is great. This is great. Um, but today's corned beef hash, I ordered the corned beef hash Benedict. And I always order Benedict 
without... They've taken over everything. It used to be there yes, were scrambled... Are, yeah, uh, the bennies, they call yeah, it. Yeah. And omelets, yes. if you were really flying high, but yeah, uh, bennies now... are everywhere. Everybody's eating hollandaise. And, and it's an unusual kind of version of it. So so I never get poached eggs, because I have my, you know, my egg thing. So I don't do poached eggs. But whenever I see a Benedict, I will order eggs fried over either sunny or over medium. So I ordered that today with the corned beef hash one. And so what they had was they had a biscuit, and then they had their corned beef hash, and then they had the eggs on top. There was a famous New Orleans chef who uh, is still alive. He lives in San Francisco as far as I know, but he wrote a bunch of books in the 50s. I think he might have even had some in the 40s. And the reason I bring him up is that he would get to talking about uh, brunches and uh, the eggs that you were talking about a minute ago. Benedict. Eggs Benedict. And he said, think about it for like half a second. And you realize you're eating a dish that is eggs on eggs. Because eggs Benedict. That's about what it is. There's hardly anything other than that in there. Well, that may have been true 40 years ago or 60 years ago, but it's not true now because these are very complicated and gourmet kinds of Benedicts, and they're not. It's not 50 cents. It's you know. Well, more yeah, that's degrees. for sure. So, like today, today I had the corned beef hash, and it was corned beef hash done in a way that I've not seen it done before. It was incredibly chunky. The potatoes were enormous. I wish I had gotten it as a side so I could have actually seen it because it was under the eggs and on top of their biscuit. But the corned beef was really good. It was moist and it fell apart and it was where did it come it from? It was really a hash. It was good. This was at the Ruby Slipper. At the Ruby Slipper then, was doing the doing mm-hmm. the and then they had the mm-hmm. eggs over it, and they had, I asked them to just drizzle the hollandaise just so I could, you know, see it or taste it, but I didn't want a lot of hollandaise. So I scooped that off, and then I had the eggs, and it was, I liked it. I was I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised by that. And then I ordered, I look, folks, if you're trying to, if you're trying to generate content for a website, you have to, you have to get content. So I ordered, and I'm sure when people see me, they go, God, that's really gluttonous of her so I ordered some pancakes too and I had okay and I had uh, you can get like a, a dual pancake thing there you can get a regular buttermilk pancake and another pancake so You'd I got fight the bacon, with a pancake I got the bacon and and pecan pancake as part of this duo and that was pretty good too so I was I was pleasantly surprised by that let's go to Gregory did you hear the report on the fact that we have two people on yes, our... Yes, Gregory. Uh, Gregory, come on uh, in. Oh, oh, it's, hi, it's just Gregory, you guys. Nobody important. Just me. Just Gregory. <laughs> just uh-huh. Gregory. You're a staple of the show, Gregory. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm just self-effacing, just like Tom. Um, yeah. Listen, the, uh, it was it was such a, a big dichotomy today. That, that, that first hour was all health, and then... Now we're talking about corned beef hash and uh, hollandaise sauce. Now that's the show we're back I know. We're to normal you know. now. Go ahead, what? <laughs> normal. We we know where our our importance uh, is. Anyway, well, I, yeah, right. I know I know what the emphasis is. It was that was that was kind of a nice little um you know little little. 
tangent. You know, you went off on a tangent there with healthy stuff, and, and she certainly sounded like she knew what she was talking about. Yeah. So she was. It was very pleasing. But she was not tough thought, enough for me, though. She, you gotta really, you gotta be tough on this stuff. So go ahead. Okay. Well, I'll I'll just keep that in mind. But I I just had a little restaurant re, report. I've been okay. to Station Six many. I've been to Station Six many yes. times for dinner. Delicious. But I just started going there for Sunday brunch, and they do an incredible brunch. They do a they small do little brunch. They do incredible everything. Yeah, well, they do this stuff, this crawfish Bernie, and she uses Louisiana crawfish, you know, you know, of, of course. But right. it's, oh, it's just, you know, with the with the poached egg and the, and the cheese grit, the crawfish on top of the cheese grits, and then the poached egg with the hollandaise sauce, and there's some fresh spinach, you know, kind of just, kind of just, you know, just wilted. Oh, she's good. Oh man, she's oh, was it good? good? It's like um, it's probably one of the best breakfast dishes I've had in years. And yeah, I'll bet. Alice yeah, she's is good. Really, 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 really rocking and rolling over there. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's all I have. I I'm I'm just happy to hear your voices and and to talk. That's all. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. But thank you. before you go, I, I in case yeah. someone was listening very carefully in the last hour. And someone actually did ask me this, but then I figured there was probably others. I was raving crazy over the uh, food at uh, Fiesta. Uh, uh, no, 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 with that too, but uh, Fausto's. Fausto's, yes, yes. Uh, oh, Fausto's kitchen. Yeah. yeah. It's just Always terrific. Kind of, Always yeah. good. And I just Always. thought I'd mention right. it again in case somebody right. was looking. Thank you, Gregory. We have another caller, don't we? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Sal. 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 Hey, Sal. Sal, welcome. Hey, Come thanks for taking my call. Man, y'all, uh, y'all hit a Rock nerve with the eggs Benedict. Those, <laughs> those are some of my favorite breakfast uh, items. One of the ones I've had, and I haven't had it in a long time. It was at a little place in Grand Coteau, Louisiana, called Catahoulas. Oh. And instead of being on a muffin or a biscuit, they served the egg on top of a crab cake and then topped it oh. with a shrimp and tasso hollandaise sauce. Wow! <laughs> they they think there's enough trip. going on there. I'm glad our oh, little nutritionist delicious. isn't listening to this. It was unbelievable. So if, if there's Cajuns, any other, you know? if there's a Cajuns, place that you know of it. around here that does a, a, a Benedict on a crab cake, please let me know. I'd love to go and uh, try their version of it. When you say around here, where is here? Uh, the New Orleans metropolitan area. We travel within, okay. you know, 45 minutes of... Uh, the North there Shore are a lot to of go crab eat cakes. certain places. There are a lot of crab With, cake Benedicts. Yes, you have to go to nomenu.com really? and see. I've got yeah, one see, for you. Eat your breakfast this series. This is probably my the one that I eat most often. It's um. Uh, Where's that? Uh, Matina Bella. Matina Bella. Yeah, but that's in, on the North Shore. Covington. That's on the well, North Shore. Oh, yeah, we've be, been there. If you happen Delicious. to be there, they have a dish on their menu which was actually created by me. Dun 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 dun. Here's what it was. It was we're starting off first with uh, with the, your your basic uh, English uh, muffin. No, I don't like English muffins on Crab these things. Biscuit. Uh, no, I don't like that either. We have it uh, going out with other ways, but we had uh, the classic uh, kind of thing that you would make a, a Sunday brunch uh, plate. Had crab meat in it. Had uh, let's see, what all else? Oh, crab meat omelet. Uh, mushrooms. Uh huh. Are you talking about the crab meat omelet? Uh, well, it started out as an omelet, and I said, I tell you what, don't make that as an omelet. Do this: uh, take all the ingredients and work them into an omelet. 
And they said, okay, we'll do that. And they did it, and it was great. And uh, now there's somebody's name on the menu. I don't know if I mentioned it. Is it yours, Tom? Well, it might be. Congratulations. Well, I, I don't, I don't want to make, it, I don't want to make his head any bigger, Marianne. But I have Wait, to say what? that Wait. I said I don't want to make Tom's head any bigger than it already is. But I have to say that the last time I went to Bella Matina to have breakfast, that's exactly what I had, and well, it was delicious. Yeah. See, I, I, I could have told you. So. Well, all right. Well, y'all have a great thank afternoon. You. Thank you, right, you, thank you for dropping in. You too. Bye. All right, we're going to look for crab cake Benedicts for sale. The They're everywhere now. Falls. I know they are. They really are yeah. kind of all over the place. I tell you, breakfast has gotten to be really a big meal. It's like not a breakfast where you, you know what it is. Let's know see who can tell us now? why. You know what breakfast is now? Tell me. Breakfast now um, subscribes to the adage that you should eat breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. So breakfast now is the kind of breakfast that a king would have. It's major, major, major. Yeah, uh, pretty much that's true. It is time to go. It is time to go. Have a wonderful evening, we, everyone. Uh, we get that note from uh, no less than from the Count, music. Count Basie, <laughs> to be exact. Count Basie, who was just the greatest big band there ever was. And now we're listening to him. The George, yeah, we uh, thank you, uh, Doug. Doug. He's doing, instead of the Count Basie version of it, he's doing, who did you say in George this? Benson. George Benson. Well, he's he's terrific. You signing out? Signing out. Are you signing out or I'm signing out? Somebody and, better sign oh, out. Oh, you, you can sign out. Go WWL ahead. 105. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.